0: Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Jacob Burson, and you're listening to the Cover All Call podcast, where each episode we dive into the truth that we believe that we have opportunities all around us to pour a little positivity into the lives of others. And we do that on this podcast by sharing stories from a past and present and talking about people that were around us and lived lives of example, whether that be somebody we grew up with or somebody that we know now. And today, today's Episode, we're going to be talking about a $5 check. (laughs) So let's get started. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the podcast this week. If this is your first time listening, thank you for being here, too, man. Appreciate it. Big time. We try to produce this every week. We took a little time. last. The last episode was me, my wife, and I, Didi, just talking, hanging out in the living room. <laughs> and then last week was Super Bowl Sunday. We kind of go Facebook Live. We started doing that like as part of the podcast. So last we didn't want to compete with Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, nobody was going to be watching our Facebook Live. So, so this week is kind of the first week back to the normal air quote podcast feeling. Um, so we try to do this every week. Uh, You can also follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, of course. It's Jacob Burson, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. Kind of have the feed of the cover all call there. I mean, I don't know where the direction the podcast may go. We may change some more things up because really this is better when my wife is involved because she's just better all around than I am in pretty much everything. All right, so let's have a conference. Being an adult is... Is not all that it's cracked up to be. It's ironically, not ironically, Hope Floats was on the other day, and of course, uh, my wife love ho- loves the movie Hope Floats, but there was something there's there was I mean I've seen it a thousand times because I've sat with her on the couch and watched it a thousand times. There was something in Hope Floats. There was like a quote about um the grandmother in the movie had said something. And one of her lines was along was something had to do with that adulthood is basically. You trying to, you trying to like not outlive your childhood, or you trying to undo what was done in your childhood? I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but it kind of resonated a little bit. And what I thought of was being an adult is not near as fun as I thought it would be when you're a kid. I mean, the freedom is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I so much. I'm so glad I'm not in school. School was not any fun. Couldn't wait to get it out to get. You know, be done with it. However, as a 40-year-old now, school would be so easy. If that was my life right now, like all I had to do was get up and go to school for a few hours a day. And then like, that's it. That's my day. Didn't have any work. The only life easier than that is a life of a dog that just sleeps all day long and has nothing to worry about except not upsetting his owner our dog sleeps all day long. All right. So anyways, being an adult, being a homeowner, while it's it's cool, I mean, it's great to have a home. Very fortunate, very blessed to have a home. Well, our hot water hot water heater, let me rephrase this. It's not hot water heater. It's a water heater because the water's not hot until the water heater does its job. So our water heater <laughs> has been leaking for the past few couple of months at a real slow rate. Well, it picked up very significantly. A couple of weeks ago knew I had to replace the water heater so I uh, looked up some prices of, of a water heater and had an idea of what I needed to spend got some quotes on what it would cost to install it and that was when I did what I always do and I went to YouTube because I've I've had my my granddad has said this before and I've kind of lived my life this way too if if a man has ever done it then I can do it now there's some limitations, you know. I can't perform brain surgery, and and I haven't, I don't have the tools or the skill set to replace a transmission. But most of a lot of things, if somebody can do it, I can do it. And thank goodness for YouTube, because after getting some quotes on how much it costs to install a hot water heater, and me being able to look at mine in the basement, having full access to all the pipes and everything, I, I took a I took a shot. I thought I could do it. I just I looked at it I was like, you know what, I can do this. So I watched some YouTube videos and bought my hot water heater and got my first set of supplies all together and then made another trip to Home Depot, three different trips to Home Depot. When all was said and done, I had a hot water, no, not a hot water heater. I had hot water because I had installed a brand new water heater. And here we are a week later. It's not leaking. It's kicking out hot water. It's working. So everything's all good. Uh, Nobody has called me superhero, but I feel like a superhero Mm because I've replaced my own water heater, gas water heater. It's like, uh, and I've got it turned up a little too hot. It's probably scalding levels, but we're not going to run out of hot water. That's for sure not right now. But what that left me with was an old hot water heater to get rid of. So we had some options. I could have... I could take the, the, the old water heater to the Cartersville recycling place for free. I could haul it there and dump it. Or I could go to the city and get a sticker for 10 bucks, put a sticker on it, and set it on the side of the road at my house, and they would come get it. Pretty good deal, 10 bucks. come pick up your water heater. But then I heard my granddaddy's voice. He said, hey Jacob, let's have a conference. So I just, it's scrap metal. My granddad, uh, my papa Burson used to, I mean, for as long as I can remember, even before anybody was doing it, used to scrap metal in the 80s and 90s, would pick up tin cans, aluminum cans. And uh, I took hundreds of trips with him to a metal recycling center um, where he would turn a pile of junk into just a little bit of money. And so uh, that's... So that's what I did. I actually took a sawzall and I had a sledgehammer to the hot water heater to get the little bit of copper off that was on the hot water heater because copper brings brings a prettier prettier penny than uh, straight sheet metal does. So I started me a little copper pile, which I'll eventually take to uh, take to get a little bit of money for it. But I, I loaded up the water heater, the old one, uh, in my trailer. And I took it to uh, self-recycling here in Cartersville uh, to, get to, to, to get some money for the water heater. Didn't had no idea what the rate was going to be, but I was like, well, I'll just go over there because I'd been over there before. Uh, I, took a, I, I took some other scrap metal there one other time since I've lived up here. Anyways, so I drive over there. It's raining. Um, pulled up to the recycling center. Had to wait my turn in line before I could get on the scale. Um, if you've never been to one, a lot of people don't take stuff to recycling centers like this because you don't you don't really know how it works. It's not that difficult, but it is kind of a process that you need to know. You need to know how to do it, but to, but the people there will will help you along the way. So I pull up and I can tell that I'm going to be. I think I was third in line there at the recycling center. So you you just kind of sit and wait in line. So it was raining and I was watching all the machines, heavy equipment, do what they do, and just the sounds of the rain. On the roof of the car the sounds of the heavy equipment the beeping the clanging of the steel i mean it was all great sounds to me almost it was like a cathedral for me reminded me of my childhood spending time with my granddad of you know when i was a kid i didn't like going on those trips but when you're a kid once you get to the location because when we did it we used to have to drive to atlanta so the drive from lawrenceville to atlanta was long but once we were there You know, it's pretty cool to see all that heavy equipment moving around and doing what it does. it's still, it's still cool today to see we're still, all us men are big old kids watching and listening to big, huge equipment do work. But you walk up to the, when it was my turn, I pulled my my, my car up on the, with the trailer, truck up on the, with the trailer up onto the scales and walk to the cashier, you know, talk through that little plexiglass hole and, um, almost like you're at the old school bank teller. And she weighs the vehicle, gives it a weight when you pull in, then you pull into the scrapyard and the guy directed me and there it is raining and just the smells, the smell of the mud and the rain and the must and the dirt and the grease. And you can smell the rust in the air. Just beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Um, you know, you hear, you see guys there with these huge loads of scrap steel that they're unloading. So I, I did what I did with my granddad hundreds of times, unloaded a, my one hot water heater and a couple other pieces of metal, and I, when I was done, I pulled back onto the scale so we could get my weight of what we had, of what I had unloaded. Pulled up on the scale, walked back over to the cashier, and she gave me a check for five dollars and sixty cents, <laughs> which seems hardly worth the effort. Um, I know. But the recycling center is in town. I mean, I can drive to town and knock out two birds with one stone. So for me, I, you know, I can hear my granddad's voice go saying, Jacob, that's just like finding a $5 bill on the ground and picking it up and putting it in your pocket. You know, when, with him, when I would go, we would take loads and get $50, $100, $200, because he would collect scrap steel all the time and throw it into the back of his Dodge truck that he had modified with a dump bed. And so he would collect steel over time, and then when he had a full load, he would go and take it. And I can remember seeing some of his lists of how much money he had collected over the years from taking scrap metal, just from taking some, taking nothing, people's junk. You know, machine shops and other shops around town would call him and tell him that they had a load for him to come pick it up. And for them, it was just junk. And he would come by and pick up their scrap steel, and he would collect it and then take it and he would take junk and turn it into money. So I, I I took a hot water heater, and instead of paying the city $10 to come pick it up or going and giving it to the city so they could add to their junk pile to, <laughs> for them to go, go make a little buck off of it, I went and made $5.60. I could buy me with tax a $5 foot long from Subway with that hot, <laughs> with that junk hot water heater that I took to the dump. It reminded me of... Um, there's a proverb 1423 it says in all toil, there's profit, but mere talk tends to only to prop poverty In all toil. There's profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. So basically what that's saying is hard work always has value. Work always has value. Now you may not get compensated what you're worth or what you believe that you're worth. But in that work, it will build to whatever is next. Now, I'm not saying taking that hot water heater is going to be anything groundbreaking, or pioneering, or amazing. But it's just one of those things. Of for me, it was kind of like therapy. It was a chance to think about my granddad and think about how that how that impacted my life, and it it was a learning lesson going over there taking that scrap steel and being able to actually speak into my kids, my son, or when they're talking about how they don't have any money and say well you can always take scrap steel and i'll know how to go to the scrap steel place and show him how to turn a pile of junk into a little bit of into a little bit of money but only talking about it doesn't give any gain for anybody the internet is full of people complaining and talking about what should be done but a lot of people aren't doing anything about it there were some. There were some people complaining about some of these corporations. Um, one of them was Budweiser in the Super Bowl. There were some people complaining about this multi-billion-dollar corporation, only providing, what was it, a hundred thousand dollars worth of water for some kind of crisis. So the Budweiser plant shuts down, and they they can water for some of the crisis that hit our country. And they were complaining, saying that that. These people, you know, are on Twitter and on on social media complaining about well, Budweiser could do more. Budweiser could do more, and my whole thought is, you could do more. There's plenty of all, there's plenty of opportunity all around you for you to shut up and go put in some work. You're talking about what other corporations aren't doing or what other people aren't doing, when you could actually plug in to your community, to the hungry kids in your community, to hurting people in your community, and you could actually put your feet on the ground and put in some hard work. Or you could do it for the people who live right underneath your roof. There's opportunity all around, and hard work always pays off. That little trip to the, to the scrapyard reminded me to just, as always, just stay patient. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's not complicated. It's not hard. It's just that life and hard work It's just, it's covered up in what the world would consider not so glorious, laborious hard work that no one sees. It's stuff that always happens in the background that winds up being the most beneficial, rewarding, and profitable for those that put in the work. Thank you all for listening to the podcast, Cover All Call. Listen, if you have any questions, You want to be on the podcast. Maybe you've got a story to tell. Please send me an email. Send me a message. Go to my Instagram, Twitter. Send me a message, Jacob Burson, J-A-C-O-B-B-U-R-S-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up. Thanks for listening to the coverall call. We'll see you guys next time.